نشهده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وبشرح لي صدري ويسيري أمري وحل العقبة من لساني يفقه قولي ربنا زدنا علما Repeat after me ربنا زدنا علما What does that mean? But, oh my Lord, increase me in my knowledge Why are we making this dua? Do you want to increase in your knowledge? You want to learn? Why do you want to learn? To implement it. Why would you implement knowledge that you're learning? To be a better person, to be a better Muslimah, and to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Remember that for every person, every action that we do, any deed that it is, whether it's seeking knowledge or it is giving in charity, Any deed that you do, what should be our intention? To please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because if our intention is not to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it is not to get closer to Allah, then that action is useless. Once the action is done, it's over, it's finished. But if we do something for the sake of Allah, then you know what? You will find its benefit in the hereafter. You will reap its benefit in this dunya as well. So, as we embark on this journey of seeking knowledge, opening up the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, We have to be sure why we're doing it. We're doing it to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We're doing it to better ourselves. We're doing it so that we can come closer to Allah. We can be successful in this dunya and in the akhirah. This is why we're studying the Qur'an. So are you with me? Everybody has this intention? Any other intention such as my mom sent me? Does anybody have this intention? Don't have it anymore. Leave that aside. Yeah, your mom pushed you. But now that you're here... Make up your mind. I'm doing it for Allah. So that I can benefit. I can be a better person. So everybody's on the same page? Okay. Do you all have your notebooks with you? A pen with you? Have it ready. Because now you're going to start writing. There's a statement by a scholar. Al-ilmu sayyidun. Knowledge is like an animal that you want to catch. Just imagine a hunter. Or just imagine a person who's fishing. Have you gone fishing? So how do you fish? Do you have to stand silently sometimes? Patiently, right? And you cannot miss the fish when it comes. Meaning as soon as you feel your fishing rod slightly moving, pull it out. So you have to be ready and alert. You can't be just standing there talking on your cell phone. Yeah, I'm so bored. No. You don't do that. You have to be standing very alert. So a scholar once said, Al-ilmu sayyidun. Knowledge is like an animal you want to catch. And if you don't catch it on time, what's going to happen? It's going to go away. You've lost that opportunity. That whole hour that you were standing, very patiently, gone. So Al-ilmu sayyidun wal-kitabatu qayduh. And kitabah, writing, is what harnesses that animal, that knowledge. So if you don't write that knowledge down, what's going to happen? You're going to lose it. So this is why it's important that as we're sitting in this classroom, we have our pens and our notebooks ready. As soon as you find something necessary to write down, immediately you can write it down. Now if your pen is somewhere in the pencil case, by the time you want to write it down, by the time you get that pen out of the pencil case and you write it down, you're like, what did she say? I completely forgot. So alert, ready, with your pen in your hand and your book right in front of you. In this course, inshallah, we will be studying the Qur'an. Does anyone know what the word Qur'an means? Recitation. 
Quran, the word Quran, it literally means recitation. Have you heard of the word Qira'ah? Qira'ah. Qari. Hmm? So and so is an excellent Qari. Meaning so and so is an excellent reciter. And Qira'ah, recitation. So Quran is from the word Qara'ah. And Qara'ah is to recite, to read. So Quran is the recitation, that which is read. That which is meant to be recited. So is the Qur'an only meant to be put on your bookshelf very nicely? Are you supposed to just have a very nice Qur'an app on your phone? And you say, yeah, I have a Qur'an app on my phone. I bought it, by the way. No. What's the purpose of the Qur'an? Why do we have it? What are we supposed to do with the Qur'an? Read it. But tell me something. When can you benefit from reading a particular text? When you understand it. Yes, the Qur'an, when you read it, you get benefit anyway, whether you understand or not. Because for every letter you recite, how much hasanat do you earn? Ten. The Qur'an, in reading it, is benefit. But the complete, full benefit you gain when you actually understand. And this is why we're here. So we can understand the Qur'an better. It is also said that the word Qur'an is from the word Qarana. And Qarana is to join together. And in the Qur'an, what is joined together? Many surahs, many chapters, many lessons, many admonitions, many stories. So a lot of good stuff is joined together in the Qur'an. And this is why we want to study the Qur'an. This is why we want to learn the Qur'an. What is the Qur'an? If somebody were to ask you, what's the Qur'an? Like for example, you put the Qur'an on your shelf and there's a little child. And he asks you, what is this Qur'an? Or you happen to go to school and you have your Qur'an with you. Now inshallah you'll be going on the bus with your juz, going to school with your juz perhaps to learn your lesson. If somebody asks you, what is the Qur'an? How would you describe the Qur'an to them? It is a book that guides us to the right path. What else? This is the book that has the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in it. This Qur'an shows us how to live our lives in a more peaceful manner, in a more righteous manner. It guides to virtue. It addresses human needs and provides solutions, gives you answers to your questions, to your problems. But if somebody were to ask you, who's the author? When was it written? Who's the publisher? What would you say? That this is the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the Qur'an is the Arabic kalam. It is the Arabic speech of Allah. And this Qur'an... Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed it. Revealed it to who? Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How did he reveal it? Through the angel Jibreel. And how was it revealed? In wording and meaning. Meaning it wasn't just the words that were revealed, but along with the words, the understanding of those words, what does this text mean? Even that was taught to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa And this has been preserved, meaning the Qur'an has been preserved in the Mus'haf. Since when? Long time. From the very beginning. It has been preserved in the Mus'haf. And has reached by mutawatir transmissions. What does it mean by mutawatir? Meaning many, many. There isn't just one way through which the Qur'an has been passed down. No, many, many people have passed it down. So which is why it's an authentic text. There's no doubt about it. Because somebody might say, 1400 years old, you think it's still the same? It is the same. It's definitely the same. And it is a challenge to mankind to produce something similar to it. This is what the Qur'an is. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
he also tells us about the Qur'an in his own words. We learn in Surah Al-Shu'ara, Ayah 192-196, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِنَّهُ لَتَنزِيلُ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ Indeed, this Qur'an is a revelation of who? The Lord of the worlds. Just imagine, Lord of the worlds, the entire creation. Who created it? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The one who created everything, the one who owns everything, He is the one who has sent this Qur'an down. نَزَلَ بِهِ الرُّوحُ الْأَمِينَ The trustworthy spirit, meaning the angel Jibreel, he has brought it down. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose the best angel to bring down the Qur'an. And how does Allah describe him over here? Trustworthy. At another place in the Qur'an, the other characteristics of the angel Jibreel that are mentioned are that he's very strong, very mighty, very able. Meaning not a weak angel, but a very able angel. عَلَىٰ قَلْبِكَ لِتَكُونَ مِنَ الْمُنذِرِينَ Upon your heart, meaning on the heart of the Prophet ﷺ. Why was the Qur'an revealed on the Prophet ﷺ? So that you would be of the warners. The reason behind the revelation of the Qur'an is to warn people. Warn them about what? About the punishment of Allah. About the anger of Allah. About failure, loss in the hereafter. So this Qur'an is here to save us. It's a warning. لِتَكُونَ مِنَ الْمُنْزِرِينَ بِلِسَانٍ عَرَبِيٍّ مُبِينٍ In a clear Arabic language. So in what language was the Qur'an revealed in? In Arabic. Now tell me, can you call the translation the Qur'an? The actual Qur'an is in what? Arabic language. So the translation cannot be equal to it. If you want to understand and benefit from the words of Allah, what do you have to do? Learn Arabic. Is that the answer? There are two ways. One is that you first gain complete mastery in the Arabic language. How many people can do that? You can attend Arabic classes anywhere. But seriously, how many people can actually become experts of the Arabic language? Can everybody do that? Is that in everybody's ability? You think every person can become excellent in Arabic language? No. It's not within everybody's ability. So there's another way, which is that you understand the Arabic text. And this is why we're here. In this course, inshallah, our aim is not to make you experts of the Arabic language. Our aim is to make you understand the Arabic text of the Qur'an. So that when you read the ayah, when you hear the ayah, you will understand it. Why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveal the Qur'an? What's the purpose? To guide mankind. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Ibrahim, Ayah 1, Kitabun anzalnahu ilayka. This is a book which we have revealed to you. Why? لِتُخْرِجَ النَّاسَ مِنَ الظُّلُمَاتِ إِلَى النُّورِ So that you may take people out of the darkness into the light. What is the light? It's the Qur'an. And what's darkness? Life without Qur'an. If you think about darkness, is it scary? Yes, it is. What happens in darkness? You're very vulnerable. You can get harmed very, very easily. For example, if you walk into a very dark room and there's a piece of furniture, like for example a table, can you see it? 
What's going to happen as you walk into the room? You're going to bump into it. You could hurt yourself. Similarly, just imagine you're in a very dark building and there's stairs. You don't see the stairs. Can you fall? Can you hurt yourself? Can you make mistakes? Yes. So life without Qur'an is a life that is in darkness. Which is why a person could end up harming himself. A person could end up making huge mistakes. This is why it's essential that we understand the Qur'an. So, كِتَابٌ أَنزَلْنَاهُ إِلَيْكَ لِتُخْرِجَ النَّاسَ مِنَ الظُّلُمَاتِ إِلَى النُّورِ بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهِمْ إِلَى صِغَاطِ الْعَزِيزِ الْحَمِيدِ To the path of the one who is mighty and praiseworthy. Which is the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Who are the recipients of the Qur'an? Mankind? Which people? The Qur'an is a message for who? For all mankind. For all people. Regardless of their age, of their color, of their nationality, of their ethnicity, of their race, nothing matters. Their gender doesn't matter. The Qur'an is for who? All of mankind. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّا أَنزَلْنَا عَلَيْكَ الْكِتَابَ لِلنَّاسِ بِالْحَقِّ We have sent down the Qur'an to you. For who? For the people. The Prophet ﷺ was supposed to convey the Qur'an to who? All people, all of mankind. Which is why we see that Makkah, when the Prophet ﷺ was there, there were many people who were free, many people who were slaves, many people who were rich, and many people who were poor. There were people who were from the tribe of Quraysh, those who were very elite, and there were those who were freed slaves, like for example, Sahib al-Rumi. He was a freed Roman slave. He was actually from Rome. Similarly, we have people like Bilal radiallahu anhu from Habasha. So we see people from different, different backgrounds. But the Qur'an was for all of them. This message, this Qur'an is for who? All of mankind. How was the Qur'an revealed? How did it get to us? It was revealed slowly, gradually, over a period of 23 years. And how was it given to the Prophet ﷺ through Wahi, revelation. Are you familiar with the word Wahi? Inshallah, we'll learn about the details of Wahi soon, as in the literal meaning. So the Quran was revealed through Wahi and it was revealed gradually. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al Isra, Ayah 106, وَقُرْآنًا فَرَقْنَاهُ لِتَقْرَأَهُ عَلَى النَّاسِ عَلَى مُكْسٍ وَنَزَّلْنَاهُ تَنْزِيلًا That this Quran, which we have separated, by intervals. Why have we separated it by intervals? Meaning, it's sent down gradually. So that you might recite it to the people over a prolonged period. How long was this period? 23 years. And we have sent it down progressively. Now what's the reason? Why was the Qur'an revealed gradually over a period of 23 years? Whenever some ayat were revealed, they were relevant to the situation that the Prophet ﷺ or the Muslims were facing. So when it came, it was very meaningful for them, very relevant for them, they could apply it. It was easier for the Prophet ﷺ, for the companions, to implement it. Just imagine, if we were to teach you the entire Qur'an today, would it be possible, first of all? Secondly, would you be able to remember everything? Hardly. And instead of enjoying the experience, benefiting from the experience, what would you remember? It was so difficult. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, out of His mercy, He revealed the Qur'an over a period of 23 years. 
Because when you do something gradually, first of all, it's the way of Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the heavens and the earth also in six days. Why? Could He not create it in a second? Of course He could. But it's the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He does things gradually and this is what we learn as well. This is what He teaches us as well. There's a lot of benefit in studying the Qur'an gradually because when you take it gradually, you can remember it better. You can benefit, you can implement. When was the Qur'an revealed? In the month of Ramadan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, شَهْرُ رَمَضَانَ الَّذِي أُنزِلَ فِيهِ الْقُرْآنِ It's the month of Ramadan in which the Qur'an was revealed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose the blessed month of Ramadan. And which night in particular? Laylatul Qadr. إِنَّا أَنزَلْنَاهُ فِي لَيْلَةِ الْقَدْرِ What does this show? Why am I mentioning all of this? When was it revealed? What's the purpose? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose a very blessed month, a very blessed night. When you do something at a very special time, what does it show? That what you're doing is very special. It's not ordinary. So I want you to realize that the book you're about to study is not an ordinary book. It's a very special book. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given a lot of honor to this book. He chose the best angel to send down this Qur'an. And the person, the human being who received this Qur'an was who? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa The best of all people. The night that Allah chose, the best night. So this Qur'an is very special. How was the Qur'an revealed? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent it down how? Through wahi. And... How has the Qur'an been revealed? In the form of surahs as well as ayat. Inshallah we'll be studying all of the surahs of the Qur'an. But before we study any surah, we have to know what the word surah means. What is a surah by the way? Chapter, wall, barrier. The word surah literally means an enclosure. Something that closes something else within it. So just imagine you're at home and you look out your window, your kitchen window, and you see the fences of all of the backyards. Your backyard is what? In an enclosure. The fence is what? It's enclosing your piece of land, your property within it. So the word surah literally means an enclosure or a fencing. And it's from the word sara yasuru. Sara yasuru literally is to surround something with a wall or a railing. Why do you think... The surah of the Qur'an is called surah. What does it enclose within itself? Particular idea? Lessons? Ayat, verses. There's a particular set of ayat which the surah has enclosed within itself. For example, when you think of surah al-Fatiha, which ayat do you think of? Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, all the way to walabdalleen. A surah contains a specific set of verses. And obviously those verses that teach us many things, many lessons, many concepts, many themes. And the word surah also has another meaning, which is an elevated plane. An elevated plane, you can see it from a distance. Something that is at a height is honorable, respectable. So the Qur'an, all of its surahs are important. Every single surah is important. How many surahs are there in the Qur'an? 114. Are you ready to study all of them? What's your attitude to studying all of the surahs of the Qur'an? Be excited! Every surah is special. Every surah is full of gems. 
Now these surahs, what do they have within them? Ayat, verses. What's an ayah? A verse of the Qur'an. The literal meaning of the word ayah, it's used for a sign, an indication, it's also used for a miracle, it's also used for a sentence, it's also used for a lesson, an admonition, it has many different meanings. So if you combine all these meanings together, and you look at the ayat of the Qur'an, what are the ayat of the Qur'an? An ayah is a verse of the Qur'an, and it's a miracle from Allah. Every single ayah is a miracle. And as you study it, as you study every ayah, you will realize that miracle. How eloquent it is, how profound it is, how meaningful it is, how relevant it is, how beautiful it is. From the words to the meaning, the content, the style, everything is so beautiful. An ayah is a verse of the Qur'an, it's a miracle from Allah, it contains lessons for mankind. Why? So that people can benefit from them. And it's also an admonition for the believers as well as disbelievers. There's a lot of advice, a lot of lessons. Now the Qur'an, it has many names. Do you know some of the names of the Qur'an? Furqan. What does Furqan mean? Criterion. It's from Faraqa. Faraqa is to separate, to distinguish. The Qur'an gives you the ability to distinguish, to separate. Between what and what? Is it here to divide people? No. It tells you what is right and what is wrong. It tells you what is good and what is bad. It tells you what is beneficial and what is harmful. It tells you what will lead you to success and what will lead you to failure. It tells you about what will lead to the pleasure of Allah and what will lead you to the displeasure of Allah, to the anger of Allah. Have you ever been in confusion? What do I do? Do I do this or do I do that? Of course, all the time. And sometimes, you know, when you look around you in this dunya, there's so many ways people do things. One person is doing one thing one way, another person is doing something the other way. What's the better way? What's the best way? It's the way that is shown to us in the Qur'an. Why? Because this Qur'an is from who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And who is Allah? He knows us. So the way that He has shown is the best for us. So the Qur'an gives us criterion. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an, in Surah Al-Furqan, تَبَارَكَ الَّذِي نَزَّلَ الْفُرْقَانَ عَلَىٰ عَبْدِهِ لِيَكُونَ لِلْعَالَمِينَ نَذِيرًا that blessed is the one who has sent down the Furqan, the criterion upon his servant. Similarly, the Qur'an has another name as well, which is Adhikr. And what does Adhikr mean? Remembrance, reminder. So the Qur'an is a reminder as well. How? In what sense? For example, it's quite possible, somebody asks you, where were you today? Saturday? Weekend? Where were you this morning? You might tell them, I've joined a course to study the Qur'an. They might say, why are you doing it? Don't you know what you're supposed to do already? You know you have to pray, you pray anyway. You know that you're supposed to fast in the month of Ramadan, you do it anyway. Or you might question yourself, why should I study the Qur'an? Why? Because the Qur'an will remind you of what you're supposed to do. We all know we should be patient. Similarly, we know that we're supposed to fulfill our promises. We know that we should have trust on Allah. We know about many things. But what happens? We forget sometimes. We don't realize how important these things are. How important these virtues are. How important these actions are. Which is why we get carried away. We're like, oh forget it. I can't be bothered with this. 
But the Qur'an reminds you of its importance. The Qur'an reminds you of its relevance. The Qur'an reminds you of how much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala likes that virtue. So this is why the Qur'an is important. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِنَّهُ لَذِكْرٌ لَكَ وَلِقَوْمِكَ This Qur'an is a reminder for you, O Prophet wasallam, and also for your people. Think about it. The Prophet wasallam did he not know the religion from the beginning till the end? Of course he did. He was the one on whom the religion was revealed to. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, reminder for you. If he needed that reminder, do we not need it more? Yes, we do. And this Qur'an, how important is it? You have learned about the virtues of the Qur'an, the exalted status of the Qur'an. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an, قُلْ بِفَضْلِ اللَّهِ وَبِرَحْمَتِهِ فَبِذَلِكَ فَلْيَفْرَحُوا With this Qur'an, people should rejoice. They should be excited. And I want to see the excitement on your faces as well. Because you're about to study the Qur'an. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, this is something that you should be happy about. This is something that you should be excited about. This is something that you should rejoice about. That yes, I have the Qur'an. Yes, I'm going to study the Qur'an. Why? Because huwa khayrun mimma yajma'oon. It is better than all that the people can gather. It is better than all that the people can collect. People collect many things. From money to things that are valuable to some hours on sleep. People collect many things. But what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? The Qur'an is the best that you can collect. Because think about it, every weekend that you'll be coming over here, what are you doing? Collecting a part of the Qur'an. Taking a part of the Qur'an. And as you take each part of the Qur'an, rejoice over it. Because it's the best that you could ever take for yourself. هُوَ خَيْرٌ مِمَّا يَجْمَعُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَهَذَا ذِكْرٌ مُبَارَكٌ أَنزَلْنَاهُ That this is a reminder which is blessed. It's mubarak. It's full of many blessings. Mubarak is something that is full of khair. Full of many, many blessings. So this is what the Qur'an is. It's full of blessings. And inshallah you will see those blessings. You will see those benefits as you study the Qur'an. وَهَذَا ذِكْرٌ مُبَارَكٌ أَنزَلْنَاهُ We have revealed it. We have sent it down. Those who study this Qur'an. What did the Prophet ﷺ say about those people? The Prophet ﷺ said, Verily, Allah has chosen people amongst mankind. Chosen people. Select few. Certain people who are very special to Him. They are the people of the Qur'an. They are the people of Allah and His chosen ones. Who are the people of the Qur'an? People who learn it. People who teach it. People who implement it. People who... Recite it, people who memorize it, people who understand it. They are the people of the Qur'an. So as we have embarked on this journey, we are going to be reading the Qur'an, we are going to be understanding the Qur'an, we are going to be known as those people who go to a Qur'an class. So rejoice over it. Be happy about this. Don't be embarrassed. This is something that you should feel very special about. Because when a person becomes of the people of the Qur'an, then who does he become of? Those people who are chosen by Allah. Those who are selected by Allah. And obviously, the best of you, the Prophet ﷺ said, the best among you are who? Those who study the Qur'an, learn the Qur'an, and also teach it. People study many things. People teach many things as well. But out of all people, who is the best one? The one who learns the Qur'an and teaches it. Because he's doing the best thing ever. I want all of you to stand up for half a minute and share one thing with the person standing next to you about how you feel or something new that you have learned.
and when i make you stand up it doesn't mean go to the cafeteria huh when i make you stand up it's not a break it's actually a part of the class activity so don't think that it's not important this is also important and when i've told you to discuss something with one another you should be doing that now share something with me too yes what did you learn i learned that the people who study the quran are going to be the inheritors of the prophet and that's the, one of the greatest blessings that you could possibly have the sister said that she learned that what she's doing is something that is very important she should value this and she should be grateful for this should we be grateful for this opportunity yes because think about it how many people are there in this world many people there are so many muslims but tell me how many muslims know the quran how many can say that yes when i hear the quran i know what it means very few if allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen you to come here and study the quran know the quran so that when you hear the ayat you know what they mean isn't that a huge blessing isn't that a huge favor it's a huge blessing this is why we should value this blessing we should take the best out of this opportunity we should thank allah for this opportunity at this point yes we should be happy we should rejoice we should be excited but at the same time we should also realize the seriousness of what we're about to do this is not like taking an english course this is not like taking a math course this is not like taking a geography course no we're about to study the quran the words of allah the one who knows us when we're alone the one who sees us when we're in front of everybody the one who knows what's going on in our heads the one who knows us inside out we're studying his book and we should realize that this is something very serious because the quran is either a hujja laka aw alayka it's either an argument for you or against you meaning on the day of judgment the quran will either come pleading for you so that you can be successful you can be granted jannah or it will come complaining about you What does it mean by that? That for some people the Quran would say, "Oh Allah, enter him into Jannah." Why? Because she read the book. She understood it. She implemented. She passed it on. But some other people the Quran will be a hujja against that yes, they studied but they forgot. They learned but they never implemented. So yes, we should be excited about what we're doing, but at the same time we should realize its seriousness. And only when we realize its seriousness can we do this work properly. So with this in our mind with gratitude with thankfulness and also with the realization of its importance let's begin the study of the Quran